Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday and I'm here with Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. All right. Thank God it's Friday. And thank God for Anna Navarro, who is here with me in the podcast booth. How you doing, Anna? I'm doing fine. I slept last night. Oh, lot. that's good. So I'm, I'm, this is the first time I've slept, it feels like, in a month. I mean, you travel so much. What's an average night of sleep for you normally? Um, I would say probably about six. Six hours? Okay. Hours. Do yeah. you feel, if you don't get that, do you feel it pretty hard or not really? Or? Well, yeah. If I go to sleep at 2 in the morning and get on a 6.30 flight, yeah, I feel it. I try, uh, I think the goal for me is six or seven hours. I have trouble with it sometimes because when I get home, the last thing I want to do is go to sleep right away and then start the day again. So I try to, like, you know, watch TV or talk to my kids or in that order and do something. But um, if I if I don't get it, I, I'm wrecked for the whole week. If I, if I can't. If I have one bad night, it carries with me and it's hard. Oh, no. Nah. You guys are wimps. You yep. need a 24-hour recovery. Can you do a red eye? Are you are you still good at doing that or not really? If it's like a transatlantic or cross-country red eye and it's like a 737, I will feel it in my bones in a way that I use to not. That's same for me. That's the first sign of aging for me ever was when I got, I think it was probably like mid-30s, early 30s. I used to go to like Vegas for the weekend and come back on the Sunday night red eye and go to work at eight o'clock in the morning and feel fine. And then I hit a wall and I, it took me like two weeks to recover from doing it. And I can never do that again, <laughs> but it was a different time. All right. So this podcast continues to make headlines. And lately, there seems to be a trend about the headlines. Let me read a couple of them to you here. Anna Navarro calls The View producer useless. View host Anna Navarro slams show EP, calls him cheap. Anna Navarro questions EP if she's paid her worth. Now, I have a feeling you might be enjoying these. Is, is that the sole reason you do the podcast? That is the sole reason yes. I do the podcast. And jo- I, I know that I'm speaking for Joy Behar as well when yes. I say that the only reason we agree to do this podcast and spend more time than necessary uh, speaking with you is because we get to bully you and say horrible things about you and nobody can stop it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, just to go through here, for you called me useless because I don't know how to cook. Right. Okay, that's fine. Um, you called me cheap because the set fell down behind me. And, and, yes. All right, I'll give you that. And then uh, you questioned if you're paid your worth. and, and Because I, it was Latina pay equality. Yes, day. that's what it was. So all, all valid questions. And I'm encouraging other Latinas, other women of color to ask their bosses if they're getting paid their worth. Yes, and I checked and said, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so there we go. Now, uh, we talked about last week, a typical week uh, in the life of Anna Navarro, and uh, not surprisingly, you had another very busy week with your fabulous friends. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple things that happened here. First of all, you met and hung out with someone that I'm very excited about, Pedro Pascal, The Mandalorian, The Last of Us. This this is uh, a big star, someone I'm very excited to eventually have on the show, and he hasn't been here yet, but I'm hearing he's a View fan. He is a View fan. So I met um, 
first, I'm I love Pedro Pascal, and you know I don't get uh, starstruck or I don't know half the people, right? I, I don't have pop culture knowledge that way. No, but uh, I do pay, know Pedro Pascal because I love him from Narcos. Oh, he yeah, was sure. the remember he was mm-hmm. the the DEA agent in Narcos. And uh, I also love him from the Met Gala and the, those red shorts were everything. And I know people here love him. Right. And I saw him at the American Airlines Lounge at JFK this week. He was heading back to L.A., I guess, after filming SNL. Mm-hmm. So I went up to him and said, hello, I want a cha-cha. You know, cha-cha always goes and like she just goes and hugs and cuddles with everybody, all sorts of strangers. And yes. I kept encouraging her to go over to Pedro Pascal. But do- that dog was just not cooperating that day. She kept like, I'm like, Chacha, go. Yeah, go go say hello to Pedro Pascal so that I can have an excuse to go chase after you. Right. Nothing. Nada. She's like your baby Yoda. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So then I go, I went and I said hello to him. He could not have been lovelier. Um, we talked about his childhood, his, his upbringing. He's the child of Chilean uh, refugees mm-hmm. who were related to, his mom was actually related to Salvador Allende. So Pedro Pascal and my favorite author, Isabel Allende, are related. We talked about his transgender sister. He's got a transgender sister who he says is the star of the family. And I've I've been very grateful for the way he has used his platform to stand up for LGBTQ rights. Yeah. So we talked about that. Of course, we talked about DeSantis. You know, I can't get through a, a conversation without slamming him, even sure. though he's become so irrelevant these days. I'm, I, I I'm I'm feeling I'm I'm not even feeling the need to slam him anymore. No. We um. Did you mention he, your friends with Gloria Estefan or no? No, but we mentioned. <laughs> oh, I can't with you. <laughs> You're friends with David Letterman. I know. You did this last time. It's okay. fine. Continue. Uh, we talked about uh, his SNL skit with he Bad so Bunny. He was so good, yes. He was hilarious. And so he said that it had been written by Marcelo, mm-hmm. who's actually from Miami. He's a Cuban-American kid from uh, Miami, and he's doing these amazing skits about— He did one with Bad Bunny where they are a Latina auntie and a Latina mom, mm-hmm. and the guy shows up with a uh, American <laughs> an Anglo wife and how, and what that was like. Anyways, turns out Pedro Pascal is a View fan, and so hopefully when the strike is over, he'll come. Yeah, Whoopi's a big fan of his, too, she's mentioned to me, so that would be a lot of fun, I think, to have him here. Um, and I promise not to bother him with questions about the Mandalorian uh, for too long. All right, so you also What's had the a, Mandalorian? Oh, God, Anna. It's the very big Disney show, Star Wars. He's a bounty hunter. He's awesome. I've not watched a single Star Wars. That's the Star Baby Yoda Wars. show. I, I, You've never I seen that. a single Star Wars? I know Baby Yoda because uh, Whoopi had yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Okay, but I don't, I've never seen a Star Wars show. Oh, for the... All right, we'll, we'll, set, we'll set up a screening. Um, all right. No, please don't. You also had a party at your house with Carlos Vives and Emilio Estefan, among others. I'm sure there were many stars there. And I hear that it actually got so out of hand, so uh, raucous, that it was shut down by the police. Explain what happened. Well, what can I tell you? Listen, <laughs> Carlos Vives is in Miami, the mm-hmm. Colombian singer who is celebrating his 30 years in the music industry. He's in Miami this week because he's got a concert tomorrow. And he's such a lovely human being. Anyways, I threw a party. I threw a dinner in his honor. And... Um, you know, we had music and it was in my backyard and uh, uh, we, you know, I mean, what happens when you've got all these people who can sing? They all start singing and we had loudspeakers and it was like a full-fledged concert. At this point, there's Gloria Stefan, there's Emilio. Oh, I had a drink. There's, there's, uh, oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. There's Carlos Vives, there's Willie Chirino. 
who's a huge salsa singer in Miami. Uh, and so, anyways, the cops came, so I ordered, I, I offered the cop a, um, a cocktail. <laughs> he declined. <laughs> and I said to him, listen, I'm sorry, but I am, uh, take me to jail, but I'm not about to, I'm not about to shut down a party with uh, Carlos Vives, Emilio Stefan, I mean, and all yeah. these people. So, so the party continued. So then the, so then a second cop showed up mm-hmm. about an hour later. And so then at some point we moved the party into the house and it went on for a while longer. Uh, the last people left about two in the morning and then I had to get on a 6.30 a.m. flight to come here to film the Halloween show Thank you for that. all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Here's the question I think America wants to have the answer to. When you have a party in your backyard and Gloria Estefan is there, mm-hmm. at some point, does somebody do the conga? Does it happen? Is there a conga line with Gloria Estefan? We have had conga lines with Gloria Estefan. Actually, I'll tell you where we had a conga line with Gloria <laughs> Estefan. Where? At my, at my bridal shower. Oh, that's amazing. Where the, that's legendary. My bridal shower yes. uh, was at our house, the mm-hmm. drag show in Wynwood. Uh-huh. That DeSantis, of course, I had to mention him again, was yes. um, Hold on, is, again. has been trying mm-hmm. to, you know, shut down and had been targeting for like a year mm-hmm. and a half. And so the drag queen was dressed as Gloria Stefan and Gloria Stefan was there. <laughs> and so the drag queen Gloria and the actual Gloria led a conga line that included everybody in the restaurant. Oh, it was very go. fun. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. Well, if all of that was not enough, you also hung out with Lin-Manuel Miranda this week. Lin-Manuel was in New York. Uh, well, he lives in New York. Lin-Manuel is like the the consummate New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel was at, um, I, I got invited by Jose Andres, who was doing a taping of his podcast. He's got a podcast named Longer Tables. And he actually closed down his place in Little Spain here in Hudson Yards, his restaurant, and sold tickets to this taping, and they were raising money for the Hispanic Federation, which uh, Lynn and Lynn's father are very involved with. It was sold out. It was incredibly fun. That Lynn Manuel is is so ridiculously talented, but also Jose Andres, the chef. People know Jose Andres. Of is, he's he's I think the best Spanish chef in America, but he's also um, one of the founders of World Central Kitchen, and they. They have these teams that feed needy people yeah, all really over the world. Work. He's in the Middle East right now. Uh, they're, they're, his people is in the, are in the Middle East right now feeding people in that region. And he just has done such amazing work. And Lynn, I, you know, I, I admire both of them so much. They've done so much for our community, the Hispanic community, but also for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anybody who's opened as many doors uh, on Broadway as Lynn manuel has for people of color, women of color. Uh, he's just terrific. And he was riffing, just impromptu riffing, uh, did an entire rap and song about the menu at Jose Andres' <laughs> restaurant. So it was all just about croquetas. Just freestyle yeah. Freestyle uh, about, about green eggs and hams and croquetas <laughs> and the whole thing. And it was brilliant. That's awesome. Uh, oh, very cool. All right. And uh, all right, I'm going to give a little tease. Mm. There may be a Lin-Manuel connection to our Halloween show in some way. It uh, might be. And maybe to your costume, but we'll see. That could be anything. Nobody knows. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, 
screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. All right. So this is something very exciting. Congratulations. You made the RAPS 2023 Latino Power List. That's pretty awesome. The inaugural Power List. No, right. No, it was. Listen, um, first, I'm really happy and grateful to the RAP uh, for including me, but I'm, I'm happy that they're doing a Latino Power List and that there's uh, that there's now so, uh, enough Latinos in Hollywood, there can actually be a list that's more than two people. Yeah. Right. Um, and there really were some terrific people uh, on it. Uh, Eva Longoria, America Ferreira, just so many people that have done so much and opened doors. Mayan Lopez, George Lopez's daughter, because they've got that great show, Lopez versus Lopez, was on it. Just, I mean, I, I could, you know, go through all the people, including some of the execs, like uh, Cesar Conde, who's now the head of. NBC News and mm-hmm. um, is a terrific yeah, guy you're from Peru. a really great company on this list. Yeah, it was a good list. All right. Well, um, that's all good stuff. Now let's get to more uh, view-related things. Why? What do you make of the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson? I think he looks a lot like Stephen Colbert. Don't you? <laughs> like, I think Stephen Colbert could go and play him on Saturday Night Live. That's not bad. Look, I think, I, you know, I, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's cuckoo- for Cocoa Puffs, he is. Uh, he's he has made some terrible remarks about so many issues. He's made terrible remarks about 
about gays and gay rights. He's, you know, he's homophobic. Look, finally, there's a Speaker of the House. I never thought that a new Speaker of the House would actually make me miss Kevin McCarthy, but I think I miss Kevin McCarthy already. You think this is just a matter of them getting tired of not having someone and worn down and they just... Uh, well, isn't everybody tired of them not having anybody? And, I mean, yeah. and there's just actual things that need to happen, right? There needs to be aid to Israel. There needs to be aid to Ukraine. There needs to be uh, government shutdown averted. There needs to be actual things happening. It kind of reminds you of that saying, what is it? I know it in Spanish. In English, I get confused. Uh, better the devil you yeah, know. Yeah, the devil the... you know. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. Someone's, I'm, I'm, I don't know who It's I'm... a saying, people. Yes. I'm not calling this guy the devil. No. Um, but the, there's... Uh... I'm quoting somebody, I can't remember whom, but it was basically that this was the guy who had the fewest enemies, and that's why he got elected. He also has the least amount of experience of any Speaker of the House we've yeah, had like great. in over 100 years at a time that I think is some of the most challenging times and most divisive times in our history. Yeah, it's in, and you know, very close to the presidency. It's really something. All right, well, we'll be following that certainly on the show. Before we go... Let's look back at your Halloweens on The View. You alluded to it. So you've, this is your uh, fourth official Halloween on The View. Mm-hmm. The first one, you were Snow White. You were a lovely Snow White. Not where I would immediately in my head go to for you as Snow White. What do you remember about that experience? Why wouldn't you go to me immediately for Snow White? Oh, just uh, pure and sweet and singing to birds. I don't know. It's not really, <laughs> not really exactly where I'd go, but, but you know. Yeah. yeah, I should have been the evil queen with the apple, right? Well, yeah, I but think actually, Joy did you that know once. what? That's what. No, that it was that episode. Oh, Remember, that's, that's right. when was I was a Disney contributor villains. on the View, and Joy decided she wanted to be the evil queen, and I was the Snow White that she was poisoning. <laughs> that makes sense. So the which is very in character. Yeah, I think so. That was my first Halloween show, and and I had which is no... why I never eat anything that Joy Behar gives me. Nothing, Fair. nothing, Fair. not even the lasagna. I'm the only person who's never tasted the lasagna. I will not eat anything until somebody else tastes it I, and lives 24 hours to tell the story. I think that's a smart move. I think that's a smart move. But the that was my first one here, and that was when we had like 12 contributors and 12 hosts, and yeah. it was that was insanity. But uh, good uh, episode. It, it was, there were other times when they were even more insane. Fair enough. Um, all right, and then I jump forward to 2021, where you were Evita. Evita. What I do you remember it. about that? I love the Evita one. Yeah, and we had. A great balcony scene. Yes, that was terrific. I love Evita Peru. Yes. And uh, now, which Evita were you in your head for that one? You were original or uh, Madonna? I was original Evita. Yes. I was black and white shows. <laughs> of, of, of. I was like, Evita Peru. Okay, there we go. And uh, finally, last year, epic uh, in history forever, Charo. And you were uh, visited by... Charo. That was pretty something. Which we got into a fight about. What You didn't want me to be Charo. You didn't want, you wanted me to, be, to be who? I forgot. Well, the thing was, uh, who did I want you to be? Oh, I can't remember. It was, oh, I, I can't remember anymore. But yeah, we were doing the TV shows. And the oh, thing, I know. You wanted me to be Lucy. I thought I liked Lucy better. You I, wanted I, yeah. me to be Lucy. Yeah. And well, I, I said. If I could have gotten Lucille Ball, then I would have done that. But the uh, that would have been hard. And I said I wanted to be a Latina. Yes. Because well, there's not enough Latina representation. I was fine with the Latina. So I, I said the love boat. Yes. Charo. My issue with it was that Charo wasn't really like a character on the. She was a guest star on the love boat. Only you know that. Well, yeah. But she was a, an occasional guest star on the love boat. And she was basically just Charo as opposed to like everybody else was acting as TV characters on TV shows that were on every week and everything else. That being said, once we booked Charo, I was completely on board. That oh my god, and she was she was absolutely terrific. She was you know she wore so I my costume was 
the first time she went on the love boat. Yes. And it was your, you know, the it was her costume, this red skirt with this off the shoulder white uh, blouse. Well, she came on, and she had the original costume, the, the actual one. costume she wore the first time, which must have been later. like fifty yeah. years ago. I don't fit into. <laughs> that I bought last week. And this woman is wearing outfits from 50 years ago. Could you believe how terrific she looked? Yeah, no, she looked great. And uh, if you're quiet, you can still hear her talking, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that segment's still going on. Uh, all right, well, listen, that those were fun. Um, as you alluded to, the, the Halloween show was taped yesterday, and I think uh, there's some pretty great stuff in it. So. There's some pretty great stuff uh, yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to uh, have America see that next week. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, Monday, I'm back with Sarah Haynes. Have a great weekend. Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tedda. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Enza Dolce Nini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.